Good morning and welcome to the MedPoint Health Half Hour. I'm your host, Ron Young, and it is a great weekend to join you talking all things health, fitness, nutrition related. We've got a show geared up towards exercise, exercise tracking, and why exercise is good for the elderly and older populations. So I actually have a guest here with me on the show. It's the fitness manager at uh, West 5 Gym, MedPoint Fitness. If you want to check it out, go to medpointfitness.ca. Kent Utman is joining me today. Kent, how are you doing? Hi, Ron. Thanks for having me here today. I'm doing great and uh, looking forward to having a great talk with you today. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's, it's always good to chat about some of this stuff because I feel like we kind of pull the, you know, the curtain off of uh, certain issues and, and really get to the root of it. And really, one of the things I wanted to chat about you, because you were, you were actually like a big contributing force to having some of the heart rate tracking within our gyms um, as, of, uh, as of late. And I think a lot of people really dig the wearable devices. Like, what are your thoughts overall kind of on, on wearables, how far they've come? Give me just a bit of uh, backing as to why you really appreciate it as a fitness professional. Uh, well, there's several several uh, benefits to the uh, trackables, and they've come a long way. Uh, just from like the initial like Fitbits and Apple Watches that uh, were created uh, for step uh, step tracking, uh, they've come a lot more uh, farther for heart rate tracking, calories burned, uh, distance uh, traveled, elevation, uh, just a lot more information and data that can actually be tracked throughout your workouts. Uh, the one thing to kind of keep in mind, though, with the wearables is that not every single wearable is equivalent to the other uh, to another one, as well as there's going to be some more benefits uh, for wearables that are worn around your chest, possibly a little bit more than uh, ones that are around your wrist, just for the accuracy of the heart rate tracking and the overall workout uh, intensity. Uh, the reason uh, for this, though, <clears throat> is mainly just because of the way that it's actually detecting the electrical signals. Uh, for the heart rate tracking for wearables around your wrist, uh, what is happening is an LED light is being uh, shot into your uh, skin, and it actually, through a very, very sensitive camera, uh, can actually detect the heart rate through the small blood uh, vessels in the skin every single time that it beats. Uh, the issue with this one, which makes it a little bit less accurate, is that every single time that uh, there is a joint involved between the wearable and your heart is going to restrict blood flow uh, slightly. So depending if you're actually doing weight training or resistance training, uh, you might not be able to get as accurate of results uh, with a wearable around your wrist versus a wearable that would be around your chest that's detecting the heart rate right from your electrical signals of your heart. I got you. So kind of like to put this into perspective, if I was doing a bench press, I got my shoulder engaged, my elbows are bent, my wrist is, is slightly, you know, cocked back, that would definitely interrupt some of that signaling. Exactly. So it's just you're going to restrict the blood flow coming through to the wrist because of the shoulder being engaged and the elbow being engaged. So the readings for the heart rate is just not going to be as accurate for real time data. It's still going to give you a very, very good measure of how hard you're working. It just might be a little bit lower or higher than what is actually happening in your heart at that time. Right. And, you know, I've always found that um, kind of these things are very specific. Like I know for run tracking and stuff like that, typically you'll want to gravitate more towards something like a Garmin where they've they've actually uh, done a lot of research on it. Now, smart watches are, are kind of a, a general, you know, try and satisfy all needs. So it's, it's difficult for them to really pick up on good activity. But the one that I recently got and the one that I'm wearing right now is the um, Samsung Active 2. And I really find that it's, it's 
it's a great wearable for for everything that I need. And it can even take my phone messages and emails, and I can read them on there. Uh, you know, I can answer phone calls on it. Um, from a from a business standpoint of efficiency sake, I love it. Tra- uh, fast forward to um, exercise tracking, and it seems to be very good. And they've actually put technology within it. It hasn't been. Um, unlocked yet but to actually do like an ecg of your heart have you heard this and i know the apple watch is actually another one that has said okay we can do ecgs from your watch is this something that we're trending more towards or should we be skeptical uh, I think that more and more wearables are going to get that technology. I believe his Apple Watch was the first wearable that actually has that uh, active in their new model uh, for a, in real-time live uh, echocardiogram uh, that is going on. And more and more, the, the newer wearables are going this way. I think it's a great, great idea just because uh, not necessarily that you want to know if you're having a heart attack, you're probably going to have a pretty good idea. But at the same time, you're going to have uh, full-time health benefit data uh, right on your wrist at any given time during the day. Uh, and it just allows you to be a little bit more aware of what your current health status is which keeps you a little bit more honest and then just overall you're going to have a live a healthier lifestyle with you being more aware of what's going on in your body yeah and you know how how much would a cardiologist love you if uh, you came to them and was just like here's all my data and drop it right in their lap um no i i you know i've always loved the 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 trackers i obviously had the fitbit um Gosh, I forget what you call it now. It, it had the dongle that you you plug the USB in the back of your computer. Now they're kind of like all in one uh, standalones. But you know, I I've been really going through it. And one of the things that I always found that was a little bit uh, hit or miss was always the stride length. And obviously, you're gonna have taller individuals, shorter individuals who, you know, maybe their stride is two feet, three feet. And what it does is it kind of generalizes to that your your foot just hitting the ground. So maybe you've got a really short stride, but it's, uh, you know, I, I just always found with distance, with stride count, it was always a little bit off. And when I did my research in, in looking at a lot of different fitness trackers and comparables, they actually counted a thousand steps that they did. They wore a Fitbit, Apple Watch, you know, Samsung and they looked and like you wouldn't believe like some of them were a hundred off some of them were you know 20 off it was kind of a widespread now again what kent was saying and i do agree with this point is like it's not gonna be the most a hundred percent this is what i'm doing no 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 it's a very good indication of what you're doing but i think that a lot of people try and hang their hat on their results like that when you know what? It's just kind of a guideline. It's a motivator. It's 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 that little push to to stay active. Like when I don't have my uh, so one of the features on the new Samsung is uh, estimated calories burned, how many times uh, you get up per hour. So that that's another big indicator, uh, and then they want you to do at least thirty active minutes. So if I don't have my whole heart filled up. I know that I haven't likely fulfilled my activity levels for the day or or I'm not doing my body justice. So, you know, I think that uh, there is a lot of room for improvement, obviously. I know a lot of them, the battery life is always about two days and then you're recharging. But um, overall, like, is there one, Kent, that you kind of, not that we're, not that we promote on this show or anything like that, but what's your experience been with them and is there a brand you like? 
Uh, to be honest, I've tried out Garmin, Fitbit, and Apple Watches. Uh, to me, there's not really too much of a difference for what I found for the tracking overall. Um, the big, and it's just like what Ron said, is because I'm not taking it to heart for exactly what I'm doing in the day. Uh, some of those trackers, though, they you are able to actually measure out your stride length. Uh, have a certain amount of a distance, say 100 meters or so, count how many strides you take within that 100 meters of a run, and then it'll calculate your stride length for you to get a little bit more accurate for your steps throughout the day however at the same time keep in mind that the kind of the 10,000 step a day rule that or kind of I guess myth that people have uh, been uh, uh, going by is actually a myth as like I said it's been debunked that that is actually what you need for in a day everybody's gonna be different for what their exercise and activity needs and that's the reason why I don't really think there's gonna be one brand that is gonna be way far superior to another one if you're just looking at it for your overall average daily movements mm -hmm. uh, if you're going for a little bit more specific for running tracking or specific training then yes there might be one brand that a little bit better than the others but at the same time I would uh, suggest to do your own research and find out what's going to work specifically for your needs yeah and i like what you alluded to there is just like you know what the ten thousand steps is it's just a guideline i mean people again they'll they'll take that at face value and it's like oh you know i i got my nine thousand five hundred. i better go walk around the block or something before bed my issue with that is you know we're we're in, instructed by our, our health governing bodies and and you know uh, people who, who set forth these guidelines to say, look, you should get at least 30 minutes of good exercise. And you could literally have 5,000 steps in your day, um, but you just did a rowing workout that doesn't count as steps. Or you did a, an intense uh, resistance training workout that doesn't count towards steps. So, you know, it's all about getting your heart rate up into those zones, uh, which the trackers can help with as well. And you know what? I, I know we've thrown a lot at you in the first half of the program, but this is exactly why you want to come to a place like MedPoint. You know, talking to somebody like Kent, man, oh, man, you will understand and appreciate how little you actually know about exercise. I'm, I'm uh, humbled every time as well I speak to him. So, you know, trust the experts. Go, go with, you know, somebody who studied the human body for at least four years. And we always have continuing education and, and workshops and stuff that we love to take part in. So it's medpointfitness.ca. Um, and actually, we have an event coming up at the Covent Garden Market at the end of the month. August 26th we're doing a morning workout so if that's something that you desire to be a part of our sign up sheet is going to be on the downtown London website so that's another exciting way to connect with us and get to see what we're all about we'll be outside doing an awesome workout for all who are in attendance and hey even onlookers if you want to move and shake your body and you know what go ahead <laughs> all the power to you but uh we got to take a quick commercial break we were chatting a little bit about resistance training and what we want to do is talk about how it's never too late to exercise the benefits of resistance training for older adults coming up on the MedPoint Health Half Hour on 980 CFPL Radio. All right, we are back. It's the MedPoint Half Hour of Health on 980 CFPL Radio. I thank you for tuning in wherever you may be, in the car, at your home, uh, online. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And we always try and have great, uh, informative, and valuable information on this show. So we will continue to trek on with it. I'm joined by special guest, 
Uh, Kent Utman, he's the manager of fitness at the West 5 MedPoint Fitness location. If you want to visit us on the web, medpointfitness.ca. We actually revamped the website a little bit a couple weeks ago. Uh, You can kind of, it just presents better. You can go on there, check out some of our services that we offer. Um, performance assessments, nutrition, dietitian counseling, personal training sessions, group training sessions, kids training sessions. It's We've got a whole gamut of stuff on there. So go on and figure out what's right for you and, and shoot us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Before we left for the break, we were chatting a little bit about resistance training. We, we actually featured trackers on the first half of the show and kind of their accuracy and what to look for and what to look at, you know, what to maybe move away from and how important the data actually is. So on on this half of the show, we wanted to uh, feature a little um, um, portion where where we focus on resistance training within elderly individuals and as we age, how important that is for our bones, for our muscles, because really we start to break down over time. And I've actually read articles that our metabolism stops, slows, uh, you know, (laughs) essentially stops working in our favor at around age 32 and that freaks me out because I just hit 33 and now I'm just thinking uh, oh gosh now it's all over for me but Kent you this was one article that you wanted to chat about I know you're passionate about fitness in whatever form it comes in but why should people over the age of you know 40 50 let's call it 50 be so concerned well it's just the the loss of ability to do stuff uh, at that age. Uh, as you get older and we start losing bone density, that's going to be continually going down if we don't keep stressing the, uh, the bones to be able to maintain it. Uh, same with muscle mass. If we don't actually stress the muscles on a continuous basis, we're going to be losing our muscle mass and then that's going to impact our ability to do uh, activities. And normally, as we age, things get a little bit harder. As Ron mentioned, our metabolism slows a little bit. We get a little bit more slow and sluggish, and then we're more prone to do less exercise. If we keep up with the resistance training, your muscles are going to stay just as strong or relatively close to as strong as they always have been. Uh, Your bone density is going to stay up as high as it uh, can be. And then your metabolism, you're going to be fighting the slowing of the metabolism as best you can. That's going to give you more energy and it's not going to make it so your uh, activities and even just daily household uh, activities are going to get tougher and tougher. Uh, the biggest thing, Ron mentioned 50-year-olds and above, uh, I would even suggest that even 70, 80-year-olds still be doing resistance training, uh, especially as you get older. Things uh, above head, bending down to the floor, they're going to get harder and harder to do if you don't keep up with the fitness. And it doesn't necessarily have to be at the peak heavy weights that you lifted in your 20s. It's just something to be able to stress the muscles on a continuous basis to ma- be able to maintain your current state of health. Yeah, and I like that point that you uh, mentioned there, Kent, where it's like, look, we we have what we used to lift and we always kind of think we should be able to lift that. And it even happens with, you know, individuals like us. You know, we're in our 30s now and, uh, of course, we think back to, gosh, I used to be so much better in my 20s. <laughs> but, um, you know, you'll always reflect back on those periods of time in your life and, Kent's absolutely right. Don't feel like if you used to deadlift 200 pounds, you got to keep doing that. No. Exercise is all about consistency. It's all about allowing your muscles to adapt. And one of the things that sticks out to me with uh, aging, Kent, is this whole idea of the neuromuscular joint and how it's, uh, it's kind of reacting. As people age, sending signals from 
the brain to the muscle bodies and stuff like that can can oftentimes be slowed um, because of the neural neural activity and whatnot. Um, but if you keep those connections strong, then you have a greater chance of you know making sure that uh, they'll continue throughout life, and and that's you know even as you age, right? And the other thing is, if you can keep those connections strong, how much better is your response time if you all of a sudden are 70 years old and you start to feel yourself, you know, teetering over on pavement, on ice, <laughs> whatever. How valuable is that? Because we know elderly individuals do not recover well from falls. That's very, very true. And that's exactly all it is, is the ensuring that we're keeping that muscle brain connection live and in he- intact and healthy the entire time. Uh, a lot of times with my elderly clients, as uh, winter uh, nears, I start doing a lot more balance exercises with them. And the whole point of, that, uh, point of that is just to make those muscle brain connections, keep them strong and healthy so that if they do have the off chance where they are going to fall, they're going to be able to possibly either fall more gracefully or be able to just save themselves from falling and catch their balance. That's the main goal out of it. Uh, but again, like Ron said, it's consistency of everything, of constantly uh, using those neural pathways. Uh, because as we age, our brains become less uh, plastic and less being able to be malleable and molded to create the more uh, the new neural pa- uh, pathways. So what we need to really work on is maintaining the ones that we currently have and making sure they don't deteriorate. Yeah, and if you kind of like, let's let's give like kind of a bit of more of a general example like it's it's like your friends right you call your friend up uh, you see him on a weekly basis that relationship's going to be strong if you have a friend that you know you stop talking to you you know you don't see as often that relationship is not going to be very good similar to your brain and your muscles like you want that to be a good friendship because your body depends on it and really if uh you know if if you're not getting those signals sent received worked on muscles built or maintained then you know you later in life that's when your quality of life is going to go down and really in the later years that's what you want to make sure you have control of is quality of life so um Look, we got a lot of great fitness programs. We have kinesiologists, we have uh, you, you know university graduated human kinetics trainers on site. And guess what? We're one of the few gyms that actually are open and we're making a difference in the community of London and we want you here. We want you to be present and we have uh, medical backing uh, for a lot of our programming here. Uh, if you want to take a three-hour, five-hour medical, we do um, We do that. We have fitness assessments so we can show you your baselines and your stats. Um, and uh, obviously, we can see your lung function. We can uh, do hearing, audiology tests, gait scans, ECGs, bone density. The list goes on and on. So really what I want and encourage you to do is visit medpoint.ca and go on there, browse around, and then click on... Um, the contact us site and what you can do is you can come in you can book a tour you'll be able to see Kent he's got a great face it's too bad he's on radio this morning but uh, uh, he's a very nice guy he'd be able to show you around the gym Uh, or if you want to check out executive health or some of our other facilities we'd be happy to uh, to do that for you so that's all the time we have for today uh, on the show Kent, thanks for joining me you've been a, a good guest and obviously I really appreciate your expertise and it shines Well, thanks for having me, Ron. I had a great time, and it was awesome talking to everybody today.
Yeah, so if you have any questions about the show today, you can email me, ron at medpoint.ca. If you want to email Kent, hey, we'll throw that out there, kent at medpoint.ca. We'll keep it easy on everybody. Uh, I thank you for tuning in wherever you may be joining us, and uh, tune in next week for another great episode of the MedPoint Health Half Hour on 980 CFPL Radio.